Welcome to Look What She Built, where we show you examples of what an iconic woman leader looks like. I'm your host, Jamie Rowe, and I'm so excited to have you here. I created Look What She Built because I want to celebrate the bold, the brave, and badass women who are doing business in their own way. In this podcast, we're going to interview and celebrate these women business owners, as well as bring on experts that can help us dive deep on topics like sales, self-care, money mindset, and more. So let's dive in and show the world what an iconic woman looks like. Hello, everyone. This is Jamie Rowe from Look What She Built Podcast. And today I have Melissa Keenan with me today. Hi, Melissa. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm so good. It's snowing here and it's just gorgeous. Um, it's one of those really pretty big fat snowflakes falling. That's just fantastic. Um, but yeah, let, let me introduce you. And then we have, oh God, we have such a great topic today to talk about. So Everyone, meet Melissa. She's a keynote speaker, international and USA Today bestseller, best-selling author. She's the go-to intuitive intimacy expert for the top 1%. She helps high-achieving business owners have more confidence, connection, ease, and trust in their personal relationships, their mastery of intimacy, and masculine-feminine energy. More than just a four-year coach, or a certified master of the Gibson Banning Method, Melissa is a true expert on healing broken and strained relationships, starting with her own. Having overcome separation from her husband and the hurt of betrayal and ultimately rebuilt and repaired her marriage, Melissa now has supported women, men, and couples to feel seen, heard, cherished, appreciated, and fully self-expressed in their relationships while expanding their business. When she's not in the middle of everyone's private lives, you'll find her dancing, singing, working, and praying at her hobby ranch in Northern Nevada, where she lives with her husband, CJ, and their four children. Melissa, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, I'm glad you're here too. Um, And I think we're going to talk about feminine energy, but I do want to slow down and talk about morning routine. Sometimes I bring this up as just, um, I think it's interesting to see how people spend their mornings. And when people are very aware of the masculine and feminine energy of the day, um, I'm always interested to see how you connect into kind of the being of the day. So what's like a a normal, I know you have four kids and I know you have goats and chickens, but tell me, (laughs) wait, you said you had goats, chickens, and what was the other? Bees. And bees. That's so great. Um, So what do your mornings look like? How do you I do not have a morning routine? <laughs> I do not have a morning routine. And as a matter of fact, um, when I operated more from masculine energy, a morning routine was so important to me. And I had like, you know, this strict regimen that I followed every day. And as I look back hindsight, I can see that there was a sense of like survival in that and also a sense of like almost like punishment or something like you have to do these things in order to you know make it in life because you're screwed up and so you better do this morning routine really you know that's where i came from and i i honestly i share that because i find that we don't even know we're talking to ourselves that way but that's how we have been kind of trained and conditioned to set goals and things and so um, I don't have a morning routine. I like let 
like life take me where I, where it calls me. And that's more of like a moment by moment practice of being where my heart feels the most lit up. Mm, okay. So that's my, pretty that. much that's my only consistent practice is listening to my heart. <laughs> I think that's a great consistent practice. And that's more of what we should all be doing instead of maybe having a routine when it doesn't feel right that morning. I mean, right. as someone listening now, you've done something in the morning. You're like, ah, oh, did I really, this, I'm just doing it because I'm obligated to do it. Right. You do it. And then you're like, I still feel like crap. That was supposed to make me feel amazing. <laughs> yeah. and we, we just missed that little, that little piece every once in a while. I'm like, you know, I probably <laughs> better add this or, you know, add some, some more consistency to my routine. But for the most part, that's how I live. Okay. All right. Love it. Um, thank you for your honesty. I appreciate that. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about why people maybe are resisting that and that feminine energy, you know, in their businesses, why are we resisting feminine energy in the business? And I think, um, I'd like to talk a little bit about that because as you were saying, you almost feel like in survival. And so a lot of times it can be like, oh my gosh, hair on fire, feast and famine. I've got to hit my performance goals or it's the end of the world. And they're pulling their hair out, not sleeping, not eating, not drinking water, taking care of themselves. And um, even when they hit the finish line, I've seen people where they're like tattered and, you know, um, falling apart and it's just not worth it in the end. So what is the deal? I mean, it sounds way better, but why are people not going in that direction with feminine energy? Well, there's two things that we have to look at. One is what's happening in the collective what's happening in our society that is not conducive of us living a different lifestyle. And then we have to look at what's happening inside of us. I call that into me, see with yourself, seeing into what it is that's showing up for you. Cause typically, um, typically we're raised in a society in a collective that heralds masculine energy. Like no one was ever told as a kid, I really admire the way that you pause for self-care. <laughs> I really admire the way that, you know, you know your limits. Nobody was told that ever. <laughs> it's like, good job. Look what you achieved. Look what you, how you can perform, uh, perform better. And, you know, we've got star charts for performance and whatever. This is our immediate conditioning, you know, from day one, from the moment we opened our eyes. And so um, it's because it's a masculine heralded society. So then when you like take that mold and you look at business, um, it's been a bro's world. It's, it's been all masculine energy. And so there's no, um, it, it seems to be a space of cognitive dissonance where we're like, okay, I wanna scale my business to seven figures for instance, or beyond or whatever we're next, our next goal is. Um, how does relaxing fit into that picture? How does pausing to listen to my feelings or taking time from my relationships or pleasure, how does any of that fit into this goal? So we really have to like look at, okay, this has been the collective. What of this do I believe and do I want to integrate and what do I reject? That's like the first important piece. The second side of that is what about me? what inside of me then has have i made conclusions that have led me to believe this is the only way to live 
because so often we're we're showing up in this masculine energy we know it's not what's best for us we don't know how else to live and likely there were traumas and things that happened in our lives that made us feel unsafe so especially for women it's like as little girls we're smart and we take that feminine energy in us the play the wonder the awe the curiosity of life like the pleasure the delight the magic and we stuff it far away because we're like i'm keeping this safe <laughs> and you all have not earned the right to get that version of me but then we kind of forget we just you know stuffed it down with so much that we that we forget and we have to retrain ourselves that in our personal lives it's safe to bring forward that part of us oh i think that's so beautiful that's i'm gonna um kind of peel back the onions because you said so many great things there um and that we are in this the masculine is very much herald and rewarded think about grades i remember my mom homeschooled us for two years and I had a chart on the chalkboard and um, she had a little sheet and she had red, um, silver and gold stars. But I wanted gold stars all across mine that I'd done my homework every day. It was so important. And we're, we're, we are driven in that direction, rewarded, and we don't know any other way. Like me sitting down and playing with the dogs in the backyard or swinging in the back or dancing in my Fred the Flintstone purple bikini with a matching umbrella was not rewarded. <laughs> I actually have that picture of me back here. When I get really like my inner critic comes in, I talk to her and I'm like, I'm Oh, so I sorry, love baby. it. I love it. <laughs> She's so cute with her little belly sticking out. And that we aren't rewarded. How great would that be to be, you know, I had someone who said, um, listen, I want to have dinner with you tonight. Um, but I am so, I don't have the energy to be present with you. I'm so overwhelmed. And I said, you know what? Thank you. I, I received that. And, um, thank you for saying that you needed self-care time. And mm -hmm. she's like, I was so worried about texting you, blah, blah, blah. I knew you'd understand. And so that, but that would be a foreign conversation years ago for me. Yes. You know? So I think it's maybe it's slowly as we start talking more and more about it, that we're able to be in the being instead of the doing, because the doing is so rewarded in society. Yeah, exactly. Tremendous. So when someone says, like I had Danielle, um, oh, I can't remember her last name on the podcast, I'll have to put that in the notes, of just being, and for five hours every morning, she's being. Wow. Yeah. Where you're just sitting and you're watching squirrels or doing whatever. And she does. She's, I think, or that was someone else was saying they just sat and they would watch nature. Oh, I love that. Well, I mean, even like your bees going out and do you ever just sit and watch the bees go in and out? Yep. I mean, how fabulous is that? Um, so what's, so let's talk about what are the rewards for that? What are, like you sit and sit in nature or talk to me a little bit about being in the flow of things and how that's, how is that rewarding for a business owner? Yeah, so as we redefine what uh, what success looks like and how we get there, um, that like I said, that's the first thing we have to do. And most of the experts right now, you know, if you go and hire a business coach, very rarely are you going to get somebody who's going to be um, telling you about being. <laughs> 
you know, it's like, how many systems and strategies can you possibly employ? How many social media platforms can you possibly like saturate and write the whole thing? And so it's a redefinition of what that even looks like. Um, to me, being in the feminine as a business owner is as much about taking time to be outside of your business. Like, yes, that's it. But it's not just that. It's also about like growth through compassion and being in the vision in your business rather than being, you know, in the nitty gritty details. It's making sure you're doing the things that you love every day in your business and finding support and systems for the things that are necessary, but you don't love. Like it's, it's, it really is like a very, um, beautiful but different approach um even the way that you know if you're being a feminine leader um for your teams and uh, employees and things it's so different it's like being able to recognize your employees as sovereign individuals with uh some sort of equality right like and and that you know maybe maybe that means that they get off early because they want to be with their kids but they come in early or but you know that it's like it's like redefining all of it and um as i work with uh, my teams in that way it's so interesting i had one employee who was really inconsistent like she would be really strong and there for me and like my right hand person and then she might go like a month where it was like i could barely get her to respond and like what's going on you know and as i as i approached it with this way and she felt like oh my boss really cares for me and she felt like oh and she cares for my opinion and i need to be my best in this job like she started to share some of her personal stuff with me and now there is not that inconsistency she learned that she can express herself when like stuff happens you know um and she needs a break or she needs you know whatever and so it's so reliable like she she has just elevated so much in my company and um and so and so being obviously you can hear i don't even need to speak to what the benefits would be of running a company like that like your employees are more loyal your clients are more fulfilled you're more fulfilled <laughs> you're in your vision more often so you're like you know um constantly on the cutting edge of what you're creating because you're just allowing yourself to be in that space mm -hmm. oh, i love that so much okay um and so it's all around it's great for everyone in all parties Let's talk about, um, because really in essence, I feel like then there's a balance of some type between the masculine and feminine. We don't wanna throw the, I wanna be very clear. We don't wanna throw the masculine out and masculine and feminine can show up. It's not gender specific. We all have masculine and feminine energy in us. I always like to um, clearly state that for people. So it's more of like not, because there's the toxic masculine that's like way over where we've, uh, many entrepreneurs have been and they hit burnout and all of that. Is there a danger of what if you go the other side of the pendulum and go way over into the toxic feminine, feminine, like what would happen? How do you know when you've gone from a balance of the feminine masculine to all the way over to toxic feminine? <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is like, 
you know, people who are CEOs often will worry about that. Like I can't, I can't afford to lose like momentum and progress that I'm, but the thing is, is that's not going to happen because you have too much brains about you. It's not like all of a sudden you're going to light all your systems on fire. Like if you've already created success in your business, then yes, keep the systems and the systems are the masculine and, and even add more systems that allow you to be in the feminine energy, to be that flow as you like I picture um you know kind of flowing through like a dam or something right where it's like the um the walls and things are influencing where the water flows that's what you do with your business um where where I see people fail as business owners when they're too in the feminine is kind of this stereotypical like maybe, you know, yoga studio owner or something where she just sits around and burns incense and thinks she's going to meditate her way to success, right? Um, and, and we've seen people try to run business like that. And it's usually lack of, you know, business acumen, lack of understanding about what's needed and things like that. And obviously that's not going to create the success. But if you've got the systems in place already, um, where I see people fail is that they get the systems, they keep thinking, okay, I'm going to put this system in place so then I can relax. But they don't know how because they haven't done the inner work of what's preventing them from accessing the feminine. So as soon as something clears up some time and space, they stuff it full with another project to keep them busy. So that's what we really need to worry about. <laughs> that's interesting. So what's example of some of some of the inner work that needs to be done? like that you've seen most common? What is it that needs to be almost like, I feel like it needs to be cleared away to yeah. make room, to make room for that space for the feminine to be the flow of it. So yeah. what's an example of some things that need to be cleaned up in order to be open to that feminine energy? And you know, the most basic answer to that is it really comes down to feelings and understanding what we deeply value. Um, just that clears up so, so much. Um, there's a lot more layers in that, but, but what I find is, um, people don't realize how much we're still running from our feelings, no matter how much we talk about it. We don't really know how to feel feelings like mindset work is so popular right now because it bypasses your feelings. It's a lot of here's how to just get that stuff to go away. So you can be a high performance, right? And that's in mindset is all masculine. So, so to be able to actually kind of go from the neck down and understand what you're feeling, how it shows up in your body, and then what your body is speaking to you about what you desire and what you deeply value so that you can go and create more of that in your life um, is, is the primary work. Okay. Um, yeah, I've, I, I guess I never thought masculine was in mindset was in the masculine, but I can see that now because yeah. you're like, okay, we do this, we release it. Okay. Move on type of a thing. And it's, it could, yes, definitely shroud feelings around it or bypass it. Um, cause it's harder to work with feelings. It can be, it can be. Um, it's kind of like, remember the Barbie that came out that said, math is hard. And they pulled it off the shelves immediately. This was in the late eighties. <laughs> no. um, feelings are hard. Um, so <laughs> <That's my brain. laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> excuse me, I'm still getting over this cold. So I've got this sinus fog situation, but, um, yeah, feelings are a little bit more difficult can be, 
and regulating them, managing them, especially in certain situations. Can you give an example? I feel like you've been through a journey. Mm -hmm. I don't know, were you way over in toxic masculine? Then you swung over and balanced it. Like if you could share a little bit about your story, I'm curious. Yeah, for sure. So it's really funny. I started out my adult life um, as a stay-at-home mom for the first nine years, which culturally we think of as a feminine role. But I was so out of balance in masculine energy. Cultural masculine and feminine really like can convolute and confuse what true masculine and feminine energy is. Um, so vacuuming and stuff has nothing to do with feminine energy. Like I feel like it just needs Thank to be God. Making dinner, caring for the home, like it, it, that doesn't have anything that's cultural. That's not actually feminine energy. So I was really, really out of balance in masculine energy, just living my life so afraid of the future because I grew up with a really awful upbringing, like just tons of abandonment and abuse, drug use, like uh, just everything, you name it, I experienced it. And Um, And so when I married my husband very young, I didn't know, I had no idea how much I was in survival mode, like every little thing I was trying to control and micromanage him to, to the ends of the earth. And I was so unhappy and miserable. And we started having children really quickly. you know, we're both very spiritual. And so we both felt like we should have children, even though we didn't really have our careers in place. We didn't really have any like clear plan, but it was like, we know that this is what God wants us to do. And so we're bringing children into the world. Well, children just magnified my anxiety and fear because now it's like your heart's outside of you running around in this little body. And, um, and so I was just so, uh, so scared. And um, what ultimately happened was my husband came forward and let me know that he had had a secret addiction for the first five years of our marriage that I knew nothing about. And I thought that was the worst possible thing that could have ever happened to me, worse than anything I had ever gone through in my childhood. But what came after that, through really the next three years of intense work, was I realized at all this stuff that I was doing, how I was also creating my own unhappiness. Like I, I kind of like separated from him and detached from him and let him be on his own healing journey. And we didn't know if our marriage was going to survive or what was going to happen. But I was like, my happiness is up to me. And in that process is where I realized, oh my gosh, I don't have any of the answers. And it, it was more of like an unlearning and a surrendering than anything else. So, um, so ultimately that led me to, uh, you know, kind of this point where um, I can remember my husband and I kind of coming back together at one point and just finally feeling like this is so amazing. We didn't even know if we could restore. We thought we were trying to rebuild maybe what we had when we were dating and first married. And really what we had created was something so much more deep and beautiful and um, so much more fulfilling. That's where the birth of my business came from. It was like, women need to know that they can access this in themselves. So as I started coaching and started working with women who ran businesses, I found, oh my gosh, even more for women who are running businesses. It's like, you know, it's such a shame to me. Like we're the ones who are like, 
this is how I change the world. And then we go out and we have this huge vision of how to change the world, but then we're trapped and we feel so unhappy and so unfulfilled and so overburdened and we don't know why. We're like, I'm doing everything right. And so that's where my my niche um, shifted to working you know, primarily with business owners. That's great. And I bet that trigger point before the hip burnout, they're like, I'm doing all the things that said I should do and I'm still not happy. I'm still not happy. Um, I know so many women coming out of corporate, even entrepreneurs, because so many times people who work in corporate leave and are like, oh, the grass is greener. They start a business and they recreate their corporate life in their business. Exactly. Right. And they don't know any different. And it's all sometimes it's just um, unconscious that they're doing it. So uh, what a great opportunity that you're available there. You've been through it. You've seen it. You've been through difficult times and you came out to the other side. And I think that's really awesome. And you also, so you have a book. Tell us, I'm just curious. Tell us about the book that you have. Yeah, so I've actually um, authored two different chapters in multi-author books. Um, Mm -hmm. One is called The Younger Self Letters, and um, it is specifically around entrepreneurs and how we, uh, you know, how we got to this level of success now. And the other one was called Uncensored, Untamed, Unleashed, and it was, it's about people who are leading into the new, uh, new way of being. Um, for people who kind of can see that the world is shifting and changing and that it's requiring a new a new kind of leadership. And um, actually that one was really fun. As I was writing it, my husband was like, you know what, I have some things to say. And so we co-authored that chapter together, uh, which was really neat because, you know, I come from this premise of there is no compartmentalization. Like we are... Um, how we are doing our relationships and how we are doing business is is all related and so to get to have that chapter with my husband to kind of demonstrate how that looks in our lives now um was just so fun and i'm actually actively currently working on a solo book um that uh is just going to be so neat all i all i can say about it right now is it's going to be such a deep soulful expression Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah for it all in this realm of feminine energy and intimacy and um and so i'm real excited about that too that sounds awesome i love that okay before we go i'm curious if someone's listening to this they're like i I don't even know where to start if Mm -hmm. you were to say excuse me still got that cough. If you were to um, say a place for them to start, what would you suggest? I really would suggest they go download my free intimacy guide. Okay. So masculine energy is all about looking outside of ourselves for all the answers. Feminine energy is about going inward, that into me see, as I mentioned before. And so it's a free intimacy guide and it will guide you through um, what that might look like or feel like to to go inward to understand yourself on a new level and um and it takes you through feelings and identifying values there's a little bit of inner child stuff um in it as well and it's a great place to start uh to just begin to like explore the inner the inner landscape on kind of a new a new level from a new approach Okay. Awesome. I love it. So how else can people find you past the intimacy? And we'll put that in the show notes. How else can people find you? Uh, 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So of course my website, www.melissakeenan.com, but, um, I'm also on Facebook and I run a women's business owner Facebook group called women manifesting intimacy. Um, so again, it's a beautiful space where we blend talking about business and talking about relationships, uh, in the same space and, um, and downloading the guide gets you into my email list. And that's where I share the most intimately we have so much fun in my email list. Like I can't even tell you. So I'm just, I share really, really vulnerably and uh, I'm very like open and because I'm just showing, I'm modeling exactly what I teach. And so it's a lot of fun right now as I'm writing the book and stuff, because all that's rolling out in the email and stuff. Oh, I love it. That's awesome. Well, I'm going to sign up as soon as we're done here. I'm interested. Um, <laughs> and especially too, because we talk about feminine and masculine uh, balance and sales calls and just in life in general and being very aware what that looks like. Um, even when you're thinking about sales, because you can do that downward spiral and start, Oh my gosh, did my goals, where are my numbers? Ah, right. Mm -hmm. Go screaming down the tunnel, but, um, this has been so nice. Thank you so much for today. Thank you so much as well. I've really enjoyed this conversation. Oh, me too. Awesome. All right. And thank you also everyone who's listening. Um, I appreciate you and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to this conversation. I'm Jamie Rowe with Look What She Built, the one and only podcast that celebrates the brave, bold, and badass women who are doing business their way and telling us about it. Until next time, go show the world what an iconic woman looks like. Please share this with three women because we all need to share positive messages in the world. And if you want to learn more, please connect with me on social at Impact to Income.